This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. Hello, and welcome to our monthly cover CD podcast, in which we take a brief look at the works on the disc that accompanies the latest issue of BBC Music Magazine. I am Jeremy Pound, the magazine's deputy editor... And with me today is our staff writer, Rosie Pentreath. Hello. Today we're listening to our March 2015 issue CD of a recital given by the brilliant Russian pianist Sviatoslav Richter at London's Royal Festival Hall in May 1969. Richter began the evening with Beethoven's Sonata No. 11 in B-flat, Opus 22. And so shall we. That was Sviatoslav Richter performing live at the Royal Festival Hall in May 1969. 
Many of our readers will already know oodles about Richter anyway, but for those who don't, tell us briefly, Rosie, about who he was and when he was at his peak. Richter was born nearly 100 years ago, um, on the 20th of March 1915 in Ukraine. Um, he's considered one of the greatest and most versatile pianists of the 20th century. He, he's well known for not making huge, sort of massive gestures and kind of demonstrating things lots through his performance, but actually... Um, but at the same time achieving this incredible range of dynamics um, and different colours. Um, he made these huge kind of engulfing climaxes and then these barely audible kind of pianissimos um, that really drew the audience in. And he interpreted a huge range of composers from Bach to Prokofiev and he wasn't, you know, he didn't just dabble in them, he was a real master of these, these pieces. He studied at Moscow Conservatory in 1930 um, and he was nearly expelled on several occasions because he refused to take exams but his tutors always said, you know, this is a fantastic pianist, we need to keep him here. It was kind of after the Second World War that Richter enjoyed a major career, both in the Soviet Union and in the West. So that was kind of the peak for him. Um, and yeah, he was just revered by lots and lots of um, composers and performers alike. One fascinating example of his versatility, although I'm not sure it's quite him at his very best, is that um, he even actually once played um, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. There's a recording of him playing that. So he really did kind of scale the full, the full repertoire. However, let's hear a little bit more of him in Beethoven's Sonata No. 11. Just now we heard the opening Allegro con Brio, and here is the closing Rondo Allegretto. That was a moment from the finale of Beethoven's Sonata No. 11. As a work, it's not as well known as some of the famous nickname sonatas, such as the Hammerklavier, the Moonlight or the Pathétique, but it is still a little gem in its own right. Can you describe it for us, Rosie? Mm, yeah, it, it really is a gem. I mean, we've heard a couple of moments already. Um, the number 11 sonata was completed in 1800, so it's from Beethoven's sort of earlier years. Um, the well-known musicologist Donald Francis Tovey actually considered it a crowning achievement of these early piano sonatas, so it, so it really is special. It opens with a really cheerful, sort of exuberant theme, um, and Beethoven develops this through... Yeah, a rather kind of strict um, and classic sonata form. And then the second movement is this sort of beautifully calm, just a really beautifully calm moment with sort of swaying uh, motifs. Um, it feels really reflective. And then you've got this kind of elegant minuet as the third movement, and it ends with a, a rondo, actually. And again, it's something a bit more laid back than you may expect from the later Beethoven sonatas. Um, but it's really, really special. And the way um, Richter performs on this disc as well, um, he really picks out the phrases really beautifully. So, yeah, it really is a gem. It's a bit of an old cliché, but... Um Beethoven wrote 32 sonatas in all, and not one of them you, could you describe as, as weak. They're all, they're all superb. However, let's move on a few years from Beethoven to Schumann. And here's Sviatoslav Richter in the latter's Etude Symphonique from 1837.
was Fiatislav Richter effortlessly making his way around a moment from the Etude Symphonique by Robert Schumann, a composer who, even at his most apparently simple, is legendarily a bit of a blighter to play. Interestingly, the work as we hear it on our covers disc isn't quite as how Schumann left it, but owes a little to the handiwork of Brahms. Can you explain that, Rosie? Mm, yeah. So Schumann began these etudes in 1834 as a, a theme and a set of 16 variations, um, and he sort of set himself this challenge of writing variations on a theme by amateur composer Baron von Fricken, um, and he wanted to capture the theme's formality whilst also being very free with it and very poetic, which he liked to do. Um, but afterwards he sort of reflected that um, he was a little too free. So he, he dropped five of the variations um, and left them out when they were published in 1837. Um, but later on, Brahms comes in. Um, in 1893, he decided to rescue these movements that Schumann had previously dropped for, for republication, and that's what Richter's playing from in this recital. Well, now it's time to head even further on through the years, to 1907, in fact. Though our disc also pays a brief visit to Chopin by way of his Nocturne in F, Opus 15, number one, we're going to head instead for a little scene painting courtesy of Debussy's Cloche à travers les feuilles. That was the peerless Sviatoslav Richter in Debussy's Cloche à travers les feuilles. This is a work that, when you compare it to the Beethoven at the beginning of the disc, by its very nature shows off Richter's versatility, doesn't it, Rosie? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Debussy's uh, Cloche à travers les feuilles, The Bells Heard Through the Leaves, is believed to be based on a letter that the composer received from his friend Louis Lalo, um, who was describing a bell being classed through, from village to village, so through his village, and for vespers on All Saints' Eves and the Mass of the Dead. Um, so you can imagine him kind of hearing the strains of this bell, um, sort of loud sometimes, soft others kind of being carried and shunted around. Um, so it's very pro programmatic in that way, and it, it requires the pianist to kind of be a distant ringing bell and maybe be a bell a bit closer to you, and then the sound of leaves falling, wind rustling, things like that. Um, so there's lots of very gentle um, but very rapid falling semiquavers against these more sustained colourful chords. I mean, you can just imagine the work involved with that. So it's a very tricky thing to do, but very beautiful in Richter's hands. Yes, he has an absolutely mercurial touch, as we hear here. And there you have it. You can hear Sviatoslav Richter weave his magic in Beethoven, Schumann, Chopin and Debussy on the cover CD of the March issue of BBC Music Magazine, which is on sale now. We'll be back next month with details of BBC Music's April cover CD. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from Rosie. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.